Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great feast of the Holy Family. Now, each person of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, all individually are holy persons. But it's in their coming together as a family and that they nurture and cultivate holiness from one another. Jesus and Mary draw out holiness from Joseph. Joseph and Jesus draw out Mary's holiness. And so they cultivate and nurture their own holiness together as a family. Now it begs the question, what are the virtues of the Holy Family? Well, if you turn to the second reading for today, Paul's letter to the Colossians, Paul writes about the virtues of the Holy Family. He says, Put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Now those last two, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, are critical for any holy family. If we bear grudges, that compromises holiness. And so today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, but it's also a celebration of our families. Now more than ever, as we gather over this holiday season, We've gathered with our family at Christmas and maybe even today at New Year's. And so we recognize the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph is a model for us, for our families to imitate. John Paul II, throughout his papacy, he always said, Our family life becomes sanctified or made holy when we live the life of the church in our homes. And he urged all Catholic families to create what he referred to as the Ecclesia Doministic, the domestic church. If we nurture the domestic church within our families, then our families also become sanctified or holy. Throughout John Paul II's papacy, he always talked about that Ecclesia Doministica, the domestic church. He recognized that if we establish a domestic church within our families, It's important for the life of our church as well as the life of our society and our world. John Paul II noted, The family was the indispensable institute for transmitting values and faith. And that is so true. Therefore, John Paul II always encouraged Catholic families to create that Ecclesia Doministica, the domestic church within the family the family in which their life is ordered around Jesus Christ. See, when we do that in our families, then our families become sanctified. They become holy. So it begs the question, how do we create that ecclesia doministica in our families? How do we create that domestic church? Well, Paul tells us in the second reading. He tells us 
some of the attributes and the virtues that we must live out in order for us to create that domestic church in our families. He says, Cultivate a heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Well, what I want to do is in the next few minutes, just highlight some of those virtues and how they help us to establish the domestic church in our families and help us to grow in holiness. Now, humility. There's a great story of St. Augustine. A person once came up to St. Augustine and asked him, what are the three greatest virtues that will help me be a holy person? Immediately, Augustine responded by saying, humilitas, humilitas, humilitas. Humility. Humility comes from the Latin root word humus, which is ground. If we are practicing humility, we are grounded in who we are as an individual. Humility keeps us very honest with ourselves. There's no kidding around with ourselves and who we are. More importantly, humility keeps us grounded in who we are in relationship to God. great example of this is Mary. As she responds to the angel Gabriel, she says to him, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your will. Mary was grounded in who she was and who she was in relationship to God. She was a great example of humility. Well, we have to practice that ourselves within our families. What's the opposite of humility? Pride. What does pride do? It uproots us from that. We see ourselves in the world in terms of our own self-centeredness. It's all about me. Well, what we have to do is practice humility. That's the key, or one of the keys to holiness. Look at the Holy Family. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, they were the quint example of holiness. Next, the virtue of compassion. Compassion comes from the Latin root word compazzi, which means to enter into the suffering of another. How often do we see parents forego things for their children or sacrifice for the sake of their children? How often do we see parents take on an extra job in order to pay something that the children need? Or how often do we see parents or grandparents spend sleepless nights tending to the children that are sick? Or maybe even adult children tending to their aged parents that are sick. Nonetheless, we have compassion for one another in our families. Our life must be ordered to always helping and supporting the people in our families. The next virtue, patience. Now, deep down, we are not a very patient people, especially here in the United States. Why is that? Well, I think it's because from a very early age, we are conditioned to get things done and get things done rather quickly. I'll give you some examples of this. Look at fast food. You go into any fast food restaurant and you can get a meal within one or two minutes. And if you don't get your meal after five minutes, you start getting angry and you complain. Look at the drive through window. There are so many drive through windows in which you can stay in your car Drive up to a window and get your food, your dry cleaning, your banking done, and your prescription filled. And you go from one thing to the next to the next. I think as Americans, we pride ourselves in trying to get as many things done within a day. And so we don't have a lot of patience. But we have to. We have to have patience with the people in our family. 
and especially with God. If you look in the Bible, you see people that are very patient, waiting for others and waiting for God. Just look at the women of the Bible. Sarah, Hannah, Elizabeth. You know, they waited their whole lives to have children. And just when all seemed hopeless because of their age, God answered their prayers and gave them children. Look at the Israelites. They wandered in the desert for 40 years. Not 40 days, 40 years. And they wandered and wandered, hoping for the promised land. And eventually they found it. Well, we have to be patient ourselves. Patient with all the people in our family. The last virtue, love. Paul says, over all those put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Now, mind you, love here in sacred scripture is to will the good of another, to will the best of all people. And so we do that in our families. We will the best for our mom and dad, for our sons and daughters, our grandparents. And so what do we do? We pray for them. We counsel them. We give them advice. We do whatever we can so they have the best of everything. The best life, the best health, the best career. And so we do anything that we can possibly do to make sure that they have the best of everything in life. One last thing to think about. Paul says at the very end of his letter to the Colossians, Whatever you do, by word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord. Well, that's perfect. It's a perfect way to sum up the feast that we celebrate here today. Everything that Jesus, Mary, and Joseph did were always in the name of the Lord because they followed the will of God. We have to do the same thing. We have to align our will with the will of God such that whatever we do, whether it's at work, prayer, when we come to Mass, whether it's in our social life, whatever we do or say should always demonstrate and show people the presence of Christ in our life. And see, Those are just a few ways in which we cultivate and nurture the domestic church within our families. And in doing so, we make our families holy. We sanctify our families. And that's the best way to celebrate this feast of the Holy Family. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.